Hello there! Welcome to the world of Pokemon! Or should I say, welcome to the world of Pokemon and technology. My name is Spruce. People call me the Pokemon Historian. This world used to be inhabited by creatures called Pokemon. For some people, Pokemon were pets. Others used them for fights. Myself, I study the history of Pokemon's extinction as a profession. First, what is your name? You meet in a tavern? Right. So your name is You Meet in a Tavern. This is your rival. He has oppressed the people of the world through the forced implementation of advanced technology and military force. Er, what was his name again? Eugene. That's right. I remember now. His name is Eugene. You meet in a tavern. Your very own Pokemon legend is about to unfold. A world of dystopian nightmares, environmental collapse, and species extinction await. Let's go! Welcome, everybody, to episode zero, part two of You Meet in a Tavern presents Void. I am going to be your, I guess, dungeon master, DM. <laughs> Are we still going with that uh, that nomenclature? It's up to you. Uh, I'll be your captain on this voyage, Kirk. <laughs> and alongside of me, former DM and the biggest pair of shoes that I got to fill, Joe Delabella. You're in the player's seat. How you feel? I feel fantastic. Glad to be here. Glad to not have to plan as much and just roll with it like you guys did. I've I haven't added to my story in about three weeks and I've changed so much. Yep, that'll happen. <laughs> and I'm just like and it's just with you guys like guessing and like saying stuff in our text message, and I'm like, Christ, here we fucking go. <laughs> and I'm already changing stuff. So trying to I'm, figure out the world. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, uh, as I mentioned in our episode zero part one, which was with, uh, Jamal Tinsley, um, we're doing character creation. Everybody's doing it separate. Um, the only real level setting they've done between them is to make sure that they're not designing the exact same characters. So we have a little bit of diversity within the group. Uh, outside of that, they have the background that I read in, uh, Chris's part one um, that they were given to work off of and with the information that it's kind of a dystopian future with a little bit of an ecological kind of catastrophe. Um, however we bake that in, that hasn't really been uh, described to them, but they're aware of it. And from there, they were told to generate some characters. So, Joe, given the information I've sent you and the little you actually know of what we're going to be uh, going through, um, me 
being the DM and you guys as player characters, what kind of person are you bringing into this world? So my character, her name is going to be June Collins. Uh, she's dark skin, tough exterior. Um, she grew up kind of in the slums of, I think we said Saffron City. Um, and grew up in kind of like a broken household. Her mom passed away at a young age. She was just a teenager. She had these two like infant brothers, um, house full of boys, basically grew up in that house, uh, with her dad who kind of spiraled after mom died. It was, it's kind of a dark past for her, but she was, she was set up to be, um, the caretaker of basically her brothers because her dad just couldn't do it and she took care of her dad and took care of the whole house um so she had to really grow up to be kind of a hardened person to discipline her brothers and um uh, you know she she got mixed up with maybe the wrong crowd just a just a product of her environment i guess where she lived and what was kind of going on in the world around her um her brothers eventually skipped town and she was kind of left there after her dad died uh by herself and um she uh so i guess without getting into too much detail further that's that's the kind of person she is she's just she's tough um but she's still very motherly at heart um but like I said, she just had to learn to be kind of a hardened individual who can take on a lot of stress. So I know you have, you know, without going into a lot of detail and the detail we're discussing is how they're actually going to come together. Um, we'll, we'll leave that for maybe episode one. But for now, just a little bit of character background. Don't want to spoil too much on the front end before this thing actually gets rocking and rolling. So um you give me a little bit of a description of what she looks like. Uh, can you go in a little bit more detail for listeners out there? What are they going to be expecting from your character? Yeah, sure. Um, she's not uh, necessarily strong, like bulky. Uh, I think she's got a lot more inner strength than outer strength. Uh, so she's kind of skinny, a little frail, um, but she's got a, a mean, stern look that could intimidate some of the greatest foes. Um, she usually is seen with a bandana in her hair, braids or kind of long, kind of like shaggy hair that goes down to her shoulder, just depending on what she feels like. Um, usually wearing baggy clothes, long pants, uh, you know, long sleeves. Um, if she tied everything up in a hat and walked around town, uh, you, you know, you couldn't tell if it was a girl or a guy. Um, and that's just the way she kind of had to live. You know, she, she couldn't show her whole, all her cards, uh, as, as she was young and as she was growing up, but because, uh, you know, people look down on her for, for who she is. And, um, you know, people not, might not think she's as strong as she actually is. So, um, and tell me a little bit about, uh, Saffron City. I know you said the slums of Saffron City. Is it yeah. an expand an expansive slums? Is it like an industrial wasteland? Is it uh, completely commercialized, like smog infested, like Tokyo? Not, I'm not saying Tokyo smog infested. I mean it is, but you know, you know what I mean. Like tons of high rises, tons of bright lights, super industrialized and kind of buzzing at all. So what 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 in your mind when you said the slums of Saffron City? What did yeah. you picture? I guess I thought of in my mind, and you tell me because you're the world builder. But I guess what I thought of is like think of um, you ever see the Fifth Element? Yes. You know the main city when they're flying around in taxis and the whole like bottom half of the city is just gunk and smog. Like if you go down to the street level, mm -hmm. um, 
not that this is set, you know, so far into the future, but that's what I'm thinking. Highly industrialized people kind of, you know, stick to themselves, do their work, go home. Um, but no one really lives in a nice place. You know, everybody's got apartment style living or, um, you know, everything downtown is kind of musty and, and dirty. A lot of neon lights, a lot of kind of scrappy fights going on, uh, in this inner city streets. Um, people just, fighting to get by and and do what they got to do so kind of protecting um, everything they've got with uh you know by tooth and nail right yeah that's that was what i had in my head but and like that, i said that i mean that jives perfectly um okay. i'm excited for you to hear kind of how tins described you know where his character's from um yeah. it's got a little bit of a different look but i i think at least for me maybe my first checkbox of not doing a miserable job was that you guys are thinking in parallel which is nice <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't have to completely blow this this conversation up and start over um so let's get to your character creation um Tell me a little bit about uh, what you expect your character, what type of character you're looking to build. Um, you know, is it, you know, as, as Tins kind of mentioned, he was interested in maybe doing like a kind of like a, a charlatan type character. Um, how do you see your character forming upon the stat sheet? Yeah. Um, I guess when I, when you first came to us with the, you know, the idea of doing a Pokemon campaign, I immediately went to, and I know we're, we're not, kind of choosing our our types or whatever but i immediately went to this type of fighting slash rock type um trainer is what i had in my head so she's scrappy you know uses her fist almost like a, a tug-esque character in the pokemon world i want her to be scrappy i want her to be tough you know not afraid to get scraped up um i want her to be dexterous you know she probably had to get away from either gangs or law enforcement or whatever in the slums, whenever she had to make a quick getaway, she could, um, but still able to hold her ground if it came down to a fight. So that's the kind of the uh, the vision I have for her. Excellent. And as I mentioned uh, in part one, um, Joe, you don't know this, but I made the decision recording with Tins that I'm going to give you your stats and you're going to pick where to put them. So everybody's okay. everybody's building their character. That's going to base set. And the reason I kind of came to this, I came to this realization because I want your characters to be individually strong, which doesn't necessarily rely in combat because that's kind of where the Pokemon are going to come into effect. And right. their, st their statistics match or way heavier in those scenarios so i wanted to bolster up your your bonuses where you wanted your character to be strong so that you can individualize yourself outside of combat with certain things that you can carry the group in that maybe the other two can't yeah and i thought I like the that. best way to do that would be to give everybody the stat blocks to put them put their two highest where they would have the highest impact for them and then kind of have those taper off so I'm going to send those to you in uh, the Zoom messenger here. Oh, right now? Sweet. Yep. And that's what you've got to play with. All right. So I got... So do you want me to place them now? Uh, you can place them now. You can kind of talk through, like, initial reaction to what the numbers are. Uh, yeah. Maybe you already know exactly where you want the, you know, the high number to go. So walk mm -hmm. us through it. I like, I like it. It's pretty balanced. I don't have anything too low. It's, I've got 10, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16. So for those non D and D players or, you know, that's, that's a plus zero on two, a plus one, two plus twos and a plus three, basically for my attributes to start off. Um, I think 
I would probably put... This is tough. Okay, 10, 11, 13, 14. Um, she probably came from sort of an uneducated background, so I think intelligence might be my lowest, but because she was forced into this adult-like rule uh, role, I think wisdom would be one of her higher stats. Okay. Um, dexterity probably more than strength. Again, not physically strong, uh, but scrappy, so I would probably put a lot in dexterity. Um, and charisma, I think I'd make pretty high too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make uh, strength the ten. I'll make strength the ten. I'll make. Uh, let me start back to the bottom. I'm going to make wisdom a sixteen for her. I'm going to make that her highest. Okay, great. Uh, charisma is going to be second highest, so that's a fifteen. Then I've got dexterity, constitution. I think is also going to be pretty high. Uh, intelligence, I'm going to make an 11, and we'll do a uh, 14 in dex and a 13 in constitution. So 10 strength, 14 dex, 13 constitution, 11 intelligence, 16 wisdom, and 15 charisma. I like it. I like it a yeah. lot. I like it a lot. Um, we are going to have some crafty individuals on this uh, in this group, which I'm excited about. Um, again, really emphasizing... You know, the individual's abilities uh, to navigate outside of combat with those abilities and skill sets and proficiencies. Um, so, Tins actually chose a, um, uh, what is it called? Now it's it's completely escaping me. It's effectively a background, but there's a clever mm -hmm. name for that. Um, that gave him a couple extra proficiencies. So, um, if you're uh, if you have one in mind, that's great. Um, if you don't, that's also fine. We can think about that and maybe we can touch ba touch on those, you know, uh, in episode one. Um, but what are you looking for in your, uh, your skills to kind of put your proficiencies in? Um, and I get how many again, I, I think I made the rules, but yet I forgot what, I think you <laughs> automatically get animal handling and that's then correct. you get yep. two more. I thought, yeah, two more. And then I think there was actually a list. Let me pull it up so that we know. And so we can actually tell people. Uh, so I got automatically animal handling because I'm a Pokemon trainer. And then um, acrobatics, athletics, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, stealth, or survival. So that's pretty much all of them. I get to choose two. Um, so I'm probably going to go with. Ooh, that's tough. I think I'll probably go with survival as one of them. Okay. Um, and the other one, let's do acrobatics. I like it. I let's like do it survival a lot. and acrobatics. I like it quite a bit. Sweet. Um, Joe. What what are some quick quick guesses on uh, what's going to happen this thing? I kind of oh I kind of prod, prodded tins for the same thing, but where where's your mind at going into this? I li literally have no idea. I know I know things you've told us that are true about the world that we don't want to reveal right now. Besides that, beyond that, I have no idea. I'm just I'm pumped. Like I'm excited to be a player in this system because I'm excited to you know have Pokemon with different skill sets and kind of, you know, mix and match who I want to use on my team. And I'm excited for this, this world. Cause I think it's unique, this dystopian, you know, futuristic world. I'm excited to just, uh, you know, experience it and I'm excited to be a player. So 
I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Uh, that's the that's the best <laughs> that's the, the best, best answer, answer I, I think I think you could give. Um well, on behalf of uh Joe DB, now player, former DM and current Whoop. DM, Kirk Dubay, we're gonna peace out here on episode zero, part two of You Meet in a Tavern Presents Boys.